Hey everyone, it's Al. Before we begin tonight's special episode, I'd like to take a quick moment to mention our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee. We are stoked to have them back for another season with us. Devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. If you're a coffee lover, regardless of your taste or preference, they have an option for you. Whole bean, coarse and standard grind, espresso, they even have a K-cup option. And now for the entirety of season seven, you can use the promo code PRODUSTAND for 10% off any coffee or merch purchased at Diabolical Coffee. Coffee.com. So please support us by supporting them. Now, on with our show. I hoped it wouldn't come to blows over a boogie. <laughs> but I'll damn well go to blows for the boot scooting boogie. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. Welcome to the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is ready to come to blows over Boot Scootin' Boogie. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is a lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt and the Vulnerable Victor, and of course, the reason we're all here today is we're thrilled to welcome our very special guest. He is an award-winning Canadian actor known for his roles on The Plateaus, Damien, Zombies, The Bet, and Happily Ever After. He's also an accomplished stage actor, having performed in over 40 plays across the country. He's received a Montreal English Theatre Award, a Rideau Award, a My Ent World Critics Pick Award, and three Dora Award nominations. But we all know and love him as the tall, fast-talking Jim Dickens from Letterkenny. Please join me in making some noise for Alex McCooey. Wondrous! Oh my god! Welcome to the produce stand, Alex. Thank you very much. <laughs> I hope I got your last name pronounced properly. Did you say McCooey? I don't know. I, I didn't did notice s- anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I did say McCooey. Uh, we're uh, really thrilled to have you on uh, tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us. Where, where are you speaking to us from? Toronto. I'm speaking to you from my uh, my basement, which is actually getting work done on it right now. So I'm uh, in oh. my dingy Toronto basement. Very nice. good. Well, we're basically neighbors. Yeah. What, what part <laughs> yeah. of what part of Toronto? You don't have to be like no address, but uh, you know, West Corso End. Corso Italia. So you might hear some uh, honking throughout this because Italy just beat Spain. Oh uh, yeah. Nice. Semifinals. They're going to the final. Yeah. So there's been honking all night. Yeah, I lived there in in, in my college years at uh, Montrose and college, basically. So you're oh, nice. Yeah. No, you're thinking Little Italy. Oh, I'm in Corso Italia. So they all went north to like uh, Lansdowne, St. Clair area. Oh, that's right, my, right, that's right. my neighborhood. I mean, okay. I'm just a little bit north of there and uh, very heavily Portuguese mm-hmm. where yeah. I'm at. And it's yeah, gone it's a little odd. quiet, the la- a little quieter now. But <laughs> I find it odd. They call it Corso Italia and it's so there's a lot Portuguese of Portuguese. Yeah, you're very, right. Yeah, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm ag in Caledonia area. So, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. That's, Me that's too. cool. And uh, are you from Toronto originally? No, I'm from Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew, I was born in Newfoundland, but I grew up in Montreal um, in the West Island, a little English part, and then moved uh, to the plateau in my, in my early twenties. And then when it was time to start a career, I went to where there was more work, <laughs> which was, uh, which was Toronto. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how did, how did you get into acting? Oh, if, I think I saw my brother in a production of Richard III when he was in, you know, grade nine or something. And <laughs> oh, I wow. thought, I like that. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do that. And so I started doing high school productions. My high school had a great program that they called the Actors Studio. Um, With James <laughs> which was really just was really <laughs> just a way to get out of English. Like you, right. could, you could go to the Actors Studio <laughs> and, and it was just like... That was your English credit. So I thought that sounded good. That was the start of my day. And Louise Chalmers ran that program and we did plays every year. And then uh, I went to John Abbott CJEP College mm-hmm. in Montreal and did three years of training there. And then I went to the National Theatre School in Montreal. So I did about six years too much training in, in <laughs> acting and, uh, you know, <laughs> so, so <laughs> never looked back, I guess. And, and your brother is an actor as well? Not at all. No, he's oh. terrible. He, he was terrible. 
he was playing like he was playing like Ratcliffe or Spear Carrier number four or something like that. And, and I, I meant the guy who was playing Richard the Third was great. My oh. brother was terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but he was. You got your inspiration regardless. So he was. Yeah, no. He was actually doing it to get out of English, but you 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 were doing it because you were enjoying it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Um, That's amazing. I noticed also though, uh, just uh, you know. Um, cruising through your Instagram, you're, you're into photography as well. You know what? That's a pandemic passion. Oh yeah. Yeah. I sort of, um, I just thought of, uh, just something to do. You know, mm-hmm. I found myself, I have two kids, two small kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of like stroller nap walks were happening and I was like, <laughs> I am so sick of like looking at the same things here. I need a, I need a mission. I need a goal. Right. So I started taking photos of, uh, basketball nets. I'm a huge hoops fan. Right. Um, game one of the NBA finals is at nine o'clock right after this interview. Oh yeah. Um, perfect. <laughs> Pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. Yeah. I guess, I guess we know what we our, got our timeline there. Yeah. We have our heart out there. Perfect timing. Hard <laughs> out. Nice segue on that one. Hard <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, you know, so I just started having fun with the camera and noodling mm-hmm. around. I don't know. I might turn it into something, some kind of photography book or something. Uh, well, I love, I love the alley oops, uh, shots. They, they're, they're pretty good. They're, they're pretty nice. Thank you very much. You want yeah. to I, describe what those are? Yeah. So I, what I love about Toronto are all these back alleys. I used to mm-hmm. live in, um, in like Queen West area, little Portugal. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a ton of back alleys in that area. Oh, yeah. I just moved during the pandemic actually. Oh. So I sort of fell in love with the artwork and the fact that there seems to be a hoop or two in every block of these back alleys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And never anyone playing them and most of them <laughs> look like you couldn't you couldn't shoot on it you know there's like they all have these bent rims and yeah. like you know it's very strange but it seems to be some sort of ritual that people feel the need to fulfill so they put a hoop above their right their uh garage so yeah check it out i think my instagram handle is just my name yeah um oh i highly recommend yeah. it there, there's some really nice shots there and i mean uh, i've got a bunch in the can too that i gotta mm-hmm. that i gotta post I, I sort of i sort of got bored with it but i, I have like a oh, yeah. hundred photos of toronto's uh, back alley hoops more oh, alley less hoops yeah i'm looking through my notes it's pretty cool and you're yeah. right i mean I, I see them all even my neighbor's got one set up in his backyard and it's just a piece of plywood secured to a pergola <laughs> mm-hmm. with like a bent rim attached to it. So. Does he even have like pavement or is it like on grass? No, he's got, know? he's got his whole backyard <laughs> oh. uh, made of concrete now. Oh, so so they're, they're set to go. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, it's strange when you see a kid. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially during a pandemic, you'd think that's where they'd all be. They'd be out playing think, hoops. Yeah. I walked by one at one point and there was a sign up that said, my son is 12 years old and has nowhere to practice during the pandemic. Right. Do you mind if we use your hoop? Mm. And I, I kept going back to check and see if there was anyone playing. Never. I feel like that, that never got responded to, uh, but uh, that would have been a nice pandemic story. Yeah, absolutely. Road back alley hoop. So uh, looking at your, uh, Oh, and, and also the log jumping pictures were, were interesting. What, what, where would that come from? <laughs> no idea. Just a bunch of, this <laughs> is very just random yeah. standing on logs pandemic boredom <laughs> yeah pandemic boredom <laughs> pandemic brain well and i mean speaking of the pandemic like you said like there's not much an actor can really do to keep your your chops up during this with, without an audience what were you i i noticed i may have noticed a rogers commercial uh with uh yep. featuring you wow. uh, yeah very good, very uh, good. And, and i remember seeing it going wait a minute that's that's dickens and <laughs> and I, yeah. I i tried to find it to to maybe play a clip of it here but couldn't um so i'm not sure i guess they yeah keep i can't them. find it either there's another one out there that i've never seen <laughs> yeah. um uh lotto max there's a lotto max commercial that i did as well oh, earlier yeah. in the pandemic i mean take what you can get when it's a pandemic oh absolutely <laughs> Yeah, and I noticed you're you're using your Shakespearean chops for that Rogers commercial. It's a, yes, it, that's right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very very important work. <laughs> very good. Well, uh, so I listed off all these award these great awards that you won. Which one uh, Which one do you hold dearest here? You have, you have the Toronto Theater Theater Critics, uh, my Theater Awards, and the Meta, or is it Meta Meta? The Montreal. Meta, yeah, I would say my, I. Um, you know, there are awards, who cares? But um, <laughs> Meta, I would say the Meta Award just because I'm from Montreal. And, mm-hmm. and and if I'm not mistaken, 
that was the first uh, year of those awards. Oh, so you're the inaugural winner. That's amazing. Of, of that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I played uh, Dionysus, mm-hmm. the god of love and wine in the Bacchae, a Greek tragedy. Um, yeah, I'm glad you pronounced it because I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. <laughs> the Bacchae? Yeah, Bacchae. Yeah, but it's I've heard it like pronounced. Back- I've heard it pronounced a million ways. A Bacche is... A K, Bacchae. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very, so I'd say that one because that was you know that was a little out of the mold for me. It was you know kind of this strange romantic uh, Greek tragedy, and uh, yeah, I was I was proud of that one. I would weren't say. you a centaur or something like that in that, or is that am I mistaken? Oh, that's the name of the theater. So the main oh, okay. theater in Montreal is called Centaur Theater. <laughs> okay. There's two like- centaur and and the seagull. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the name of the theater. Interesting. All right, so I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm glad I didn't embarrass myself by asking that Where'd question. You? There we go. <laughs> Actually, a centaur. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, uh, you, you, we you, always you, see you from the waist up. So yeah, yeah. you've you've played like many many roles, and some of them look interesting. Like uh, I was looking up like the Passover. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that production? That seemed to be an interesting one that you just recently. Well, when I say recent because of the pandemic, I mean 2019. Yeah. So Passover is, uh, you know, it's interesting because this sort of second wave of, of, um, of, uh, with George Floyd and the black lives matter movement, Mm -hmm. um, Passover was actually written before all that. Right. And, um, it, it was written during sort of the first movement of, of that. And, uh, George Floyd, if, if I'm remembering was shortly thereafter, uh, after we did our production. So Spike Lee directed a filmed version of the Broadway production, uh, which gave it a lot of traction. And uh, Philip Aiken, who runs um, or used to run Obsidian Theater in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a theater company dedicated to black stories. Uh, he saw it in New York and brought it here. So I played um I mean, it's hard to describe. You kind of got to see the show, but mm-hmm. uh, it basically revolves. It's it's set uh, on the streets of somewhere in time mm-hmm. um, with two young black men who are trying to uh, get out. And I play uh, someone called Mr. Who's sort of like, sort of uh seems uh, like he's woke in some way uh but in the end anyway it doesn't go well for the (laughs) for the two guys uh i don't want to give it away because if i mean the production isn't happening but if you can see the spike lee version of the film it's very good i also play a horribly racist cop and it was a, it was a dark, it's a dark. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sounds it. I can't, I can't Very picture Dickens being anything, but you know, Very different. Vir- virtuous. And <laughs> Very different. And yeah. I think I went like, I think I closed that show and then I shot season nine, like oh, wow. a week after or something. Yeah. 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 And, and when you, when you go, I mean, I, I look and I was looking at your resume as well. And there's obviously very theater heavy. And then there's some film, like where is in between those two spaces, where is your, like, I know a lot of actors sort of have their heart lives in one or the other, or are you just looking for work and you love them all? Like where, where, where do you find yourself drawn, drawn more towards? Yeah. Great question. Um, I definitely fell in love with the theater. I fell in love with, uh, not my brother, but the guy, <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was the good actor with my brother and, um, you know, went to national theater school where there's really no film training. Yeah. Um, I think we do a week of film and then you're thrown out into the world and you realize that, uh, uh, you know, the money's in film, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of passion in theater yeah. um, and they're both great mediums for different reasons, but they're completely different, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. My skill set is in the theater for sure. But then you find a show like letter Kenny and you know, it you transfers kind of, quite well in this one. It transfers, quite, <laughs> it transfers quite well. No one's asking you to be too, uh, you know, to be too real or yeah. stop moving your face too much. And uh, that's very helpful. You know? yeah, <laughs> so that, I, you know, I've played, I've done other stuff, but, but Letterkenny was, it has been a great transition from uh, theater to film for me. And, you know, with the pandemic and the theater shut down, I've definitely changed my focus sure. um, to, to more film stuff and voice work. I do a lot of voice work as well. Yeah. Well, so what, 
So what's interesting, you know, about theater work, it's, you know, you really get to show your chops and, and, you know, what's fun about Letterkenny is that you actually, you, you do something really fun. And I'm just wondering if that's something that you knew you had a kind of a talent for, or you, you developed it on Letterkenny and that's the whole fast talking uh, aspect. Yeah, I learned it in a day on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> the auctioneering bit, you mean? Yeah. The auctioneering okay. part. Yeah. So wow. I I got I knew about Letterkenny. I um I hope I'm not like derailing things here by moving on to talking about Letterkenny. But no, not you. Uh, Victor did that. That's okay. Victor did that. So. <laughs> I'm good. I had um, a bunch of other questions about you playing a centaur, so I'm glad to, to move on. <laughs> How did you do the tail? <laughs> Was there did another guy behind you? Yeah. Is it wagged? <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew about Letterkenny. My brother-in-law is a firefighter, and they had uh, all the all the fire people firefighters <laughs> had watched uh, that's the problem that's the pc version yeah i was gonna say fire guys and so what are they called? firefighters firemen and women um they were all in the hall they had watched a bunch of youtube videos of you know that that initial stuff that had come out i think when i got the audition for season two i don't think season one was out yet so it was kind of just this show that everyone had heard about and uh so he showed me those independently he showed me those videos and we sort of chatted about it and went how's this going to transfer to an episodic television show mm-hmm. you yeah. know because it's there there's such little snippets of canadiana uh, <laughs> they're hilarious and, and they're monologues and, they're, they're basically monologues they're, yeah. yeah right exactly they're like little poems so mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> how's this going to work and then i get the audition and it's like it's the it's the uh 800% bullshit scene and I'm going like, this is the, this is the craziest, you know, I do one or two auditions a week. This is the craziest thing I've seen. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I have a, I grew up going to auctions. So I grew up, uh, my grandparents lived in the Ottawa Valley and I went to auctions. Right. Basically every time I visited them, they were obsessed. I used to get these like these uh presents as a kid or you'd be like a half completed activity book mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. oh, okay grandma got this at the auction <laughs> <laughs> you know? i had like pink sandals I'm like <laughs> when my grandma died we went we went into you know to clear out her apartment we found this giant box that was just called gifts oh man okay <laughs> it was full of that were it was just junk that she had accumulated like a Marilyn Monroe poster from 1974 which right. like no one is going to use this yeah um so yeah that's all from auction so i grew up and as a kid you can't bid on anything mm-hmm. i think you have to be 18 and so i was just there and watched you know watched the funny men talk fast so i was oddly prepared for this audition when i got it <laughs> i went on youtube and there's you know some colorful characters that are just kind of like yeah, you just gotta talk really fast. You come up with a little, a little uh, come up with a little lilt, come up with a little pattern, and then uh, you know. So I worked on that, ran lines with my partner, and she uh, she was like, "Yeah, it's sounding good, but you sound different when you're auctioneering than when you're just saying you know the normal lines." You just mm-hmm. you know, so I'm like, "Okay, well maybe I should do something where he's always uh, he's always presenting." And you know, mm-hmm. all right, I'll uh, talk like this uh, between the lines, and and then you know, so she gave <laughs> me that it. little note, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went in and did the audition and and uh, and booked it. But really, it's just I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really can. But something else that I've learned since Mm -hmm. from an auctioneer, uh, a trick that I learned is and because I have to drive four and a half hours from Toronto to Sudbury. Right. um, To to shoot. I don't know if I'm allowed to say where we film. That's no, we know. Don't all listeners know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So uh, an auctioneer told me he learned by while you're driving on the highway, start in the right lane really slow. And as you hit each um, little, you know, median post thing, mm-hmm. uh, change your, change your count. So they normally do five. So you kind of, you start slow and you go, you know, one, I'm looking at one. I got one. Can I get two? Can I get two? two? Can I get three? So, so just start like that mm-hmm. and then slowly increase your speed and you have four and a half hours. So by the time <laughs> I got to Sudbury. You're nailing it. My first season, I was an auctioneer. 
Amazing. That's the best. That's brilliant. Yeah. And it, was and was the was the role originally cast as an auctioneer, or did you bring yes. that to the table? Okay. No. Yes. Yes. I mean. This is the thing. What I find being an actor is you get way too much credit. Like <laughs> it was all on the page so for that first season I did season two. Mm-hmm. It was all on the page. You know, I, I improvised a little bit. I, I improvised certain lines like uh, why do birds suddenly appear every time I auctioneer? That was that, you. you know, that was me. Like, Perfect. Th- yeah. Things like that happen. Jacob and Jared are so free on yeah. set that you can kind of just, I didn't know in my first season, well, I'll throw in a little ad lib at the end of the, mm-hmm. at the end of the take. I didn't know whether it would end up in the show. I it, kind it, of suspected it, it turns wouldn't. out to be your most known it's my line. line. Yeah. That's your line. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, we, and it's great to hear that too, because and we, we spoke to Tyler as well. And he, he said something very similar where, you know, there, everything's very much scripted, but you guys are given some freedom. And, and even if it doesn't make the show, everyone laughs and enjoys it. And, and, and it's very well accepted and, and something's making something don't, but it's very open um, kind of set in terms of, you know, having some freedom here and there. Yeah. And I think part of that is because it's such a huge uh, core cast, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even consider myself core cast, but there's a huge cast of people who have been with the show for a long time. Yeah. And so everyone kind of knows the rules. And if, if you're new, you learn them pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when I arrived on season two, I just kind of picked up on the vibe Yeah, and, um, you know, I started, I think that might've been the first scene I shot was that, was that my audition scene and, and threw in the, that. And then Jacob came over and was like, yeah, maybe, maybe he's really into song lyrics. Maybe he throws in like 70s song lyrics. And so then I shot the ag hall scene and went, hands up, baby, hands up. Give me your heart. Give me, give me. Like, you know, just started throwing stuff in. I love it. And it's like. So to be given that license is so fun, right? Yeah. I mean, get that on other shows. You yeah. just no. yeah. stick to the script. Or if you if you have a suggestion, you maybe talk to talk to the director, talk to a writer and just sort of say, you know, I'm thinking this, mm-hmm. but I don't feel the need to do that on Letter Kenny. Maybe I should, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> but, but um, you know, it, it, I always feel like if it's wrong, they'll tell me and they have. It's just, yeah. you sort of throw things out there while we're filming and, and uh, but for the most part, everything's on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as Victor mentioned, we, we, we had Tyler on and, and he mentioned how, uh, you know, he feels like he got rewarded with, with more time, more, 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 more lines, you know, like his character became mo- mo- a bigger part of the cast in, you know, subsequent seasons. Uh, now, just so you know, our, our podcast, we're only on, we're just starting season uh, seven right now in terms of yes, our no spoilers. Is that, well, that's the thing. So, so I'm going to haven't g- yet have a gingerly ask you <laughs> this question because I know a lot of our, uh, our listeners who have gone ahead they're like, Oh, we have to ask you this question. I'm like, I'm not going to spoil that, but I do notice that. And I don't think I'm giving anything away. Uh, Jim Dickens is a bigger part of this ensemble cast in later seasons in season mm-hmm. eight and nine, Thank especially. You. So is that something that they let you know just on like in the scripts or do they say, congratulations, Alex, uh, we, we want you back more often or something? What? There's a trophy that they <laughs> get back. <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, my 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 gig that I signed up for was a three episode part in season two. That right. was it. Yeah. Um, and. I had no expectation of, of being there longer than that. Um, and at the end of that season, uh, or, you know, my last day of filming, um, Jared sort of casually said, well, see you next season. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then it just sort of never stopped. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. no, uh, I get the, I get the scripts. I get, you know, I get an availability check normally and they, they see if you're available for the season. Therefore, if you are, they will write for you. So they're not writing scripts that, uh, that won't get used, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes sense. Right. So they check your availability. I say yes. And then I, you know, I get the scripts and I come in and I do them. So (laughs) no, there's no, um, official conversation or, or anything like that. Yeah. It's kind of just as it comes, it's uh season by season. I think it's as you're needed. Right. I mean, what, what's going to serve the show and right. Um, it's such a fun part that uh, I'm, sure, I'm yeah. so lucky to be able to keep yeah. coming back and doing different things and, you know, yeah. 
And and I'm looking so forward to more. I mean, even some of the early seasons, your character was used so appropriately at such key times, whether it was the election or the uh, the talent show and things like it just it was so welcomed into the episodes. And you really became the stars in those episodes, which was fantastic as well. Sort of leading the whole show. And it's he's so like fun the, to watch. He's the resident MC. Of right? the yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and DJ critic. Um, so. <laughs> So just going back to your your resume real quick here, you've got uh, you, you've got stage combat and fencing as you know some skills that you you bring to to a cast. Oh, you know we just bulk up our resumes. That's just, just <laughs> well, I'm wondering because I mean there's a there's dialects. a lot, there's a lot of fighting in Letterkenny. Uh, to my knowledge, I can't remember if Dickens has been in, involved in any of those. Yeah, has joined Donny Brooker too. In oh, the yeah. in the seasons oh, yes. we've already uh, reviewed. Yes, sir. Yeah, I uh well wait, I don't know what season is what. Seven, but yeah. <laughs> seven, I, yeah. I think seven. We're, could be we're just starting seven. seven okay. So, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, oh, you're okay. you're you're letting the cat out of the bag. I don't think Dickens has been in a in a fight yet. But anyway. Uh I'm intrigued. Yeah. So are you do you look forward to that kind of stuff? Like would you like to see kind of more physical uh humor? Yeah, I'd love to be in more fights. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh yeah i'd love that i i don't want to spoil anything but mm-hmm. I, I had a i had a really good time mm-hmm. um doing a stunt um i think it must be season seven or eight that okay. that happens yeah um so we'll be looking out for that yeah yeah look out for that um yeah i love that stuff i've done some fencing like i did king lear at the harbor front um 2018 i think and played Edmund, who's got a big, uh, big sword fight at the end. It was, you know, like a 10 minute sword fight, uh, which was so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's sort of the biggest, the biggest one I've done. But I love that stuff. You know, yeah. it's so it's so fun. Yeah. And before our listeners set us straight later, he was part of the, uh, the he joined a Donnybrook at the Never Work a Day in Your Life. Oh, episode. right. OK. Yes. What, what season's that? That's, oh, God, now I'm gonna... that's five, I think. That's five. five. Okay. Yeah, All right. Five. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I get to smash. I got to smash one of the. Oh, the bottles, the breakaway the bottles. Bottle. Yes. 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 <laughs> we heard you had lots of those. That yeah. Season. Yeah. Kate, Kate Trev told us that you guys had an increase in uh, uh, budget for that that season uh, for breakaway glass, and so. Oh, so fun. <laughs> I mean, I felt kind of bad. He did cut his head on one of the takes. Really. Um, but not bad. <laughs> but and I mean that's. That's his job. Stunt. He's a stunt guy. He was great. Um, but uh, that stuff is so fun, you know, when you get to. Then you don't have to really fight. I'm not a fighter, right. but it's fun to pretend. So so before we leave the theater behind and mm. go into Letterkenny, I, I want to hear just a little bit about the importance of being earnest, because that's the that's the clip that I found on YouTube. And I was just mesmerized and I want mm. more and I still need to find a way to to be able to see that in its entirety. Uh, but um, kind of what's your recollection of that? And and uh, what do you take away from that? Well, that was at the National Arts Center. Um, I was a part of the, there was a, they had a resident acting company at the National Arts Center in Ottawa. They, they, they got actors. The first year I did it, it was 22 actors from across the country. Wow. Uh, the second year was like 18. And then I came back a couple of years later and we were 10. 10 actors uh, from across the country that came together and we did three shows. Um, The first one being the importance of being earnest uh, was so fun. Um, And Jill Kiley, who's who's the artistic director said, you know, she brought me for that role to play Algernon and his cucumber sandwiches. Um, That was, you know, that was a blast. Um, The worst part about that show was when I showed up for uh, my, my fitting and they had me sit down with the wig uh, person. I was like, uh, what's this about? <laughs> She's like, oh, we're just going to put a little piece uh, because everyone talks about his, you know, his wonderful curly hair. And they put like a little piece in my hair. hair. And I was like, well, what's this about? And I went to the director and it's like, um, uh, Ted, I'm, they, they've given me a, a piece. Like they've given me kind of a toupee for the show. And he's like, <laughs> Alex, no one's going to buy you. That's 27. And I was oh. like, I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
brutal. But other than that, the show was great. It was the show where I realized I was balding. Uh, (laughs) But it was great. Well, you I mean, you're, you're at six, nine. I'm sure it took a while for anybody to notice that you're no one noticed, including myself. <laughs> I got to keep my nose hairs trimmed, but the top of my head's fine. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, no, but that's a great, that's a great show. And I hope to do it again. I'm probably too old by far now, but um, <laughs> I could play something else. <laughs> so speaking of uh, new productions, do you have anything planned or slated for when the pandemic finally ends? Anything? There's a couple things, you know, that I, I, uh, I had a show at, that was canceled. Uh, we were about to hit the stage. So we were like week four or five. I was doing the seagull at soul pepper um, in town. So there's shows like that, that are kind of, that were, I had, I had another couple uh, Mm -hmm. that were put to rest when the pandemic hit and was, oh, we're going to delay a month. And then it was like, okay, this is, this might be a bit longer. Okay. We're officially canceling, but we'll see, you know, we're sort of in the we'll see phase when they come back. Right. Um, But in the meantime, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm occupied with, uh, I I just did a a TV show that I can't talk about, but that um, kept kept me busy um and uh yeah so look at look out for that (laughs) refreshing my imdb (laughs) and uh and you know yeah i'm auditioning all the time and for voice and and uh and other stuff. So. Well, and just so you know, you're you're still a big deal in this household. Besides Letterkenny, uh, Zombies is a big movie uh, in, uh-huh. in this household. Kids, my seven year old daughter loves it. And I mean, uh-huh. you, you've got young kids too. Do they see dad on uh, in that movie and go, "Wow, that's that's you"? Or my, no? my daughter is my who's my oldest is three and a half. Okay, yeah. so not quite old enough. So yet. not yet. Yeah. She's terrified of like the the <laughs> nicest movies. Right. You know, if there's any <laughs> conflict, she's like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I'm not showing her zombies. I'm not <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> well, it, the Disney zombies. It's they're yeah. still zombies. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> now that you're, you know, Canada's maybe most famous auctioneer, do you do you get are you like like are you tempted to go back to like uh, Ottawa to, to those uh, auctions and, and like walk around and, you know, and say You'd be surprised. Like, I can't tell you. <laughs> the offers I've got to come and be a guest auctioneer. Like that's amazing. The the worst one was auto trader auto trader contacted me and asked me to come (laughs) do like three days of live auctioneering for auto trader. And I was like, I know I can't, I'm not an auctioneer. I'm not actually, you want me to sell your cars? I can't do that. I'll probably get caught up in the moment and say sold at, at you know, $10,000. It would be a Lamborghini. It's an actual skill. People go to school for this. That's the best. I can't do that. And that's not the only one. Every time it comes up, I'm like, you know, one of these days, maybe I'll just say yes. I should just do it. Just <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Threw over a company. <laughs> like, oh, just so you know, I'm not actually an auctioneer. All right, let's get started. Uh, <laughs> starts at 5K. You got any road posts around here? Let me count them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is brilliant. Yeah, I, I. There was another one that was that I, I actually wanted to do, which was the Alberta. Had no idea this this existed. The Alberta Auctioneering Championships or something it oh, was wow. called. They invited me to come out and be a celebrity judge. Um, oh and uh, the <laughs> scheduling didn't work out. I couldn't do it, but oh, it would have been that would have been perfect. Yeah. And just talking to them on the phone, they were the like auctioneers are wonderful. They are wonderful, <laughs> strange people. What? Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm actively portraying what auctioneers are like. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you I gotten any I've, have you gotten any feedback or critique from auction uh, no. like actual I'm sure if I did they'd be like no we're nothing like that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> ruined our name. But you never no, had No, but that. I was I was actually nice. It was nice to hear that you know the auctioneering championship committee wanted me as a celebrity judge. So I didn't offend Absolutely. them too much. Maybe I just did if they listened to this podcast, but Well, you're the, you're the most famous one. auctioneer I know, so I I can't even think of another auctioneer. <laughs> yeah, there was a commercial when I was a kid uh with an auctioneer. He was he, he oh, the, with the micro machines guy. So 
when when preparing for for this interview, I did go down a YouTube rabbit hole and I of auctioneers. Uh, well, no, remember the guy. Uh, you might be. Well, actually, you're, you're not. Might you are much younger than I am, so you may not remember this guy. But he's the Micro Machines guy. He was a fast talking guy. Did a lot of commercials. He did Micro Machines and uh, some pizza chain. I forget. Oh and, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that guy. And he's actually got. Well, he had. He held the world record for the fastest talking human um right and and uh and it was his skill and because of that skill he was able to book a bunch of these commercials and uh and uh i think he probably he probably played an auctioneer once or twice but yeah so yeah <laughs> i went through that that's down that rabbit I, hole that's what i tell the people that ask me to auctioneer like hey i say it's a skill it's yeah. a real skill yeah. that i don't have <laughs> I pretend it's like asking an actor who plays a doctor to perform surgery. Like, you don't want me actually selling anything. Well, you oh, got yeah. the George Clooney looks. And uh, so they want you to, you know, pretend to be a doctor or pretend to That's be an auctioneer. It. That's it. Very nice. Thank well, you. when we found out you were uh, coming on the, the podcast, uh, obviously we let our listeners know and they all got really excited and we asked them for some questions for you. So uh, if you don't mind, we'll, uh, we'll pepper you with some of these listener questions. Yeah, hit me with it. Uh, so our friend Chad here, he wants to know how many takes does it usually take for you to do all those fast talking lines? Um, you know, uh, not uh, not because of me, but uh, not a lot. We we shoot fast usually, mm-hmm. and uh, so normally one or two or three. One on a day that makes me very nervous, and Jacob goes, "No, no, it's good. We got it." Normally, I get you know two. I'd say two. And then, and then, you know, it depends on how many camera angles there are, but right. on my close up, let's say I'll get two and they'll say, do you want another one? And if I'm not feeling great, I'll, I'll take another, another stab. Um, but all the prep is before, right? You mm-hmm. got to come in, you got to come in ready or else it's, you're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I love the days where I don't have to do the fast talking because the prep is so much easier. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I just come in and say three lines and, uh, you know, then the night before I can watch the basketball game in my hotel room. <laughs> um, but, uh, the fast talking ones, they take prep. They take the four and a half hour drive and counting between, between goalposts. So that, that's, that's a good point, actually. Um, uh, la, la, the, we just did the Valentine's Day episode and I kind of wondered because uh, we, we, were, we were raving about the, the, the actress who played the matchmaker and how, how, how good she was and coming in. So she's only been on the show twice uh, that, right. that we know of, but coming into a show where the ensemble cast is so established and so tight knit and to deliver a performance like that, like now you're kind of part of the ensemble cast, but before you weren't, you were, you're kind of somebody coming in just to do three, three episodes, how much pressure, or did you feel that, or were they more, you know, welcoming because you, you know, you weren't part of the, the, the everyday team. Like, how did you feel coming into that? I mean, I feel pressure with any gig, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just want to do well. Um, but they're, they're an incredibly welcoming bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like you've known them as soon as you walk on set. So there was no immediately any nerves I had were squashed and I was just chatting with, with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still, they all go and spend two months there and, you know, have their residences and live together and they all go to dinner together. I'm still, I'm still just a guy who drives up, does my thing and leaves. Oh, you yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't have enough to really make it, make it worthwhile for me to stay. And they usually are pretty good about, about scheduling, scheduling it so that I'm not, you know, right. driving back and forth five times mm-hmm. for a season uh, that, you know, I, I come and I'll, I'll film it and then leave uh, after a few days. But, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's the, it's not an intimidating environment not all <laughs> is that unique uh, do you do you find that unique like have you been on sets where you're like holy crap like uh no one yeah because you know when tv shows have been around a long time you get people who are kind of like anyone who's been at a job for a long time they're sure. disgruntled in yeah. whatever way right um usually they're pretty good about hiding it but they're not necessarily uh eager to make people feel welcome. And I'm not even speaking to a specific experience, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I can only imagine what it's like to do sure. 
uh, nine episodes as a lead on a TV show. Mm-hmm. You've got, it's tiring. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. Right. And you don't feel that when you're on set, it just feels fun and easy. And the time flies by and, and there's a trust and uh, there's a commitment and um, a loyalty, right? They're really loyal to the people that they've, they've brought in um, and they believe in them. And so, it, it seems like pretty often that people that they bring into the show, they bring back in some capacity, mm-hmm. not all the time, but, right. but a lot of the time. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. And so you end up where you get Jim Dickens, who I think I'm number 18 or 19 on the call sheet. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my, I don't know, seventh season or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, it's great. Wonderful. Not yeah, bad yeah, for booking absolutely. three, three episodes for one season, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the dream, right? You, you get to do a show. And the other thing about letter Kenny is, you know, not to disparage Canadian content because there's a lot of great stuff out there, but as a Canadian actor, you kind of come to accept that maybe the work you do won't be on par with your taste, right? right? That you're going to just, you're going to do jobs and mm-hmm. you accept that what I do is different from what I watch. Right. And then you do a show like letter Kenny. Like, I'd watch this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy it. I watch mm-hmm. the seasons and I, you know, I, I forget that I'm in it because right. it's so fun. As and you I, all know, I know, I know a good well. podcast you should listen to as well. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well I'm going to, I'm going to steal a segue there. And I've asked every guest on this. I mean, basically what you just said, and, and knowing how far you've come, like, how does it feel to be a part of some of letter? Can I mean, from our perspective, I mean, we're Canadian. We love the show. It's amazing, but it's spreading. Like majority yeah. of our listeners are in the U S we have listeners as far as Australia who are big into the show all over the world. Now it's the show is starting to pop up in little pockets and knowing that you're part of something like this, like, like as an actor, what does that mean to you being a Canadian as well? Yeah, it's wonderful. And it's not something I ever expected, right? As someone who comes from theater, you don't really think that uh, you're going to be a part of something that has world traction. Like I was recognized in the Amsterdam airport. Really? That's awesome. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, I was recognized like just outside of LA once. And I was like, what? This this is where where all the famous people live. You know, (laughs) that's whatever. That's that's one thing. But it's Mm -hmm. the thing that... I love about the show is that the people who love this show, as you guys know, mm-hmm. love it. They yeah. love really it. Yeah. love it. Yeah. And that is so cool. That's so special, right? To be a part of something that, you know, people are really digging, even yeah. if it's like 10 people, which I, I don't, I think it's more than that, mm. but it's, well, but that's a really special thing to be a part of. And to know that you're one of those people, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that mm-hmm. I would feel the same way. I would be telling, I mean, just from the YouTube videos, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law were talking about it and I was telling friends about it, uh, you know, check, check these out. And now to be a part of it is, yeah, it's, it's so special. And well, speaking, so speaking of fans from uh, other parts of the world, uh, we, our buddy, Jack, he's from Australia. He asked, he had a couple of questions. You already a- answered one. Cause he, he wanted to know about the, the fast talking of some, whether it was a skill you knew before or, or wh- whether you needed to learn it. So we know about that. But his other question is, uh, do you ever get called dick skin on the street? And if, uh, do you get annoyed by it? I mean, we, we hear about actors who may have like these nicknames and, and they get big and famous and then they hate hearing it. How do you feel when you hear Dixon, Dick Skin? It only happens right after a season's come out. Right. Because people, like, I'm fresh in people's mind. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm that recognizable on the street, oddly, even though I'm six foot nine. Like, right. Uh, yeah. You I, I'm not wearing a cowboy hat. You don't blend in, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think the cowboy hat is pretty uh, iconic for Jim Dickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's happened a couple times. No, I don't find it annoying. It means they love the show, and that's right. great. You know, how do you do you have a, a canned response, or do you even uh, acknowledge, or, or what do you do? Uh, yes, I have a canned response. It's the same response in the show. It's Is it? Dickens. Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on you. That's great. And if it did tick me off, I can really just say that. And then they right back <laughs> off. You've kind of validated them then as well. They're like, they're not sure it's you, but they say it anyways. And you come back with Dickens. Or, I knew it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
go ahead, take a sip, and I'll, I'll ask you the, our next question here. Our buddy Justin Trollinger, uh, we need an episode of Jim and his natural habitat. Yes, that would be great. We need an uh, episode, an auction episode. Why haven't they done that yet? I know you don't write the show, but uh, is that I don't write the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. An idea I've always wanted to do. I like, I, I, yeah, that would be great. I'd love to judge real auctioneers on the show. Right. <laughs> that would be very Or maybe fun. just have like the different cast, like the different characters, uh, you know, try out as an auctioneer and you're the judge. Yeah. Like have Riley and yeah, Jonesy. Obviously they're always one. Uh, <laughs> have maybe <laughs> Squirrely Dan and have, yeah, have Stewart or Rolled or whatever. Also trying out as an auctioneer. That'd be That's great. That's great. Well, you know, I've heard... <laughs> Some cast uh, on set, to mm-hmm. try it, and uh, they're good. Oh. They're good. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. So <laughs> I'll pitch it. Um, Jason Eichard wants to know how many tall jokes do you get on set? You mentioned you're six nine. Uh, you're mm-hmm. basketball height, and uh, no, no wonder you're a fan. Did, well, first of all, did you play basketball, or do you play basketball? I did yeah, I did. Yeah, I played till I was. 16 or something mm-hmm. sorry i burped but you didn't catch that <laughs> um, we wouldn't have acknowledged but since you did uh yeah i played i played um maybe eight or something. i played center i hope so uh, i was this height of 14 so i was you know i was the giant kid at 14 where they were like that's not fair yeah pass him pass me the ball under the net and all the children trying try grab 14, my elbow you were full um yeah, and I did like I I yeah I played I played against some NBA players like the year before they went into the NBA. Al Jefferson reverse dunked on me the wow. year before he went into the NBA. You've Holy. got that on your belt. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. from Montreal. Have you ever played with uh, Boucher? I'm... No, they're too young. They're too, too young. young. Yeah, they're all too young. But I played in the same system as uh, uh, Dort. I think is a player who's playing right now, and mm-hmm. he he. Uh, he played for a team that I played on the Brookwood elite, which was a traveling mm-hmm. team. We went to the States and played in the Nike showcase tournament in Orlando and stuff. Yeah. It was, I was tall. They always just said, you can't teach height, but right. the problem is they had trouble <laughs> teaching me skills as well. So, <laughs> well, you just needed a, lo- a six hour long drive to learn the skills. Cause that's, apparently yeah, that's right. I needed YouTube, YouTube which didn't yeah. exist. Yeah, yet. YouTube, that's what yeah. I needed. We've come a long way. Haven't we? <laughs> yes. It's YouTube. So if of- YouTube had existed, we may not have had uh, Alex McCoy, the actor, he would have been the yeah. NBA star. That's right. That's right. So do you get a lot of tall jokes then on set? That's what Jason's question was on set. Not as much. I mean, people are pretty respectful, uh, but <laughs> yeah, look at you laugh that out. <laughs> I'll, uh, no, I'll hear from like Billy, the DP will be like, oh, it's not so much at me, but it'll be like, you know, I'll hear him kind of mm-hmm. grumble that they've got to raise a light or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I get, you know, fair enough. Yep, raise the light. So, I'm a giant. Where's that shadow coming from? Uh, it's yeah, Alex. Exactly. He's in the shot. Oh, shit. Alex. Yeah. Alex is blocking the light again. <laughs> and we have him sitting. Well, you bring you bring Billy's name up here. Uh, here's a, a listener question: Dickskin, a prince of a man, and that comes from Billy But Buttry. So, yeah. uh, when he heard you were coming on, he wanted to put well, his two cents. Mutual. In. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, and good at what he does. Yeah, we're hoping to have him on soon. Um, been in talks. Um, nice. Trace Webb wants to know how much of your uh, how much of the auctioneer patter do you just make up, or is every word on on paper? Yeah, I make up uh, now I make up a lot of it, you know, uh, initially that first season, every word was on paper, I think, I think ish. Uh, yeah, ish. It'll mm-hmm. be like ramble in brackets, yeah. uh, but it would be like one, two, three ramble auctioneer yeah. ramble. Now it's like, now it'll be like, you know, Jim Dickens has a line that's, you know, you, you want, you want one. He goes on. (laughs) (laughs) So they just kind of give you the meat and then you fill in everything between. Then I fill it in. We're not going to write this. I mean, that first, that first season or season two, I had to do ADR, which is when you come back Mm -hmm. uh, after filming and record your lines. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the poor person who, I don't know who it was that had to do this, but they had to, to give me a script to match what we were seeing <laughs> on screen. Right. Um, 
it was the it was the Dragon's Den episode mm-hmm. where I'm with the McMurrays. And so because yeah. right. because there were scenes where we were all talking at the same time, uh, they need anyway, I needed to re-record some stuff. And someone like I had like this 10 page document all written out everything I had said. Well, to transcribe had, that mess. Well, luckily I, though, you're you're not on screen for most of that, so I'm I'm sure you didn't have to be like exact. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't have to be like right. there were only certain moments where it was like, okay, yeah. you need to say yeah. four dollar bidder right here, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that you know, you'll walk in for a half hour ADR session, and it's like, okay, it's nine p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Another question from our buddy Trace: uh, Do you even like boot scootin' boogie? <laughs> You know, Grace, <laughs> I hate to break your heart. I, I, I couldn't sing you a line from it right now. I, uh, I, I listened to it for the show and right. I appreciated it, but I no longer remember it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Jason, I, I will request it at weddings. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you got it. Yeah, you, you you have to make the fans happy. Uh, what? So Jason Eichard wants to know uh, as you take a swig, what is your go-to drink? Yeah, it's beer. It's beer. Yeah. Craft beer. <laughs> Try them all in the city. Henderson oh. Brewery is probably my favorite. I really like. Uh, Hamilton has Collective Arts, which I really like. Oh, they're solid. Yeah, yeah. I was just there. I got my my vaccine in Hamilton. Uh, I don't know why they sent me there, but I was, hmm, made a I made a day out of it and uh, stopped at Collective Arts and picked up a case. I used to live near Bellwood, so this sort of got me got me hooked. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm a beer drinker. Yeah, and there's so much good beer here in the city. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you know, if I'm going to the cottage or something, I'll I'll grab a six pack of Molson or whatever. But <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I love craft beer. Love an IPA. Uh, final listener question. It's not even a question. It's just a comment. Just another thank you for his incredible this incredible show and the laughs it gave us that we needed so badly. That's from our buddy Redbeard out out uh, in Nova Scotia. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all New thankful. Uh, New, New Brunswick. Sorry, New Brunswick. Sorry, Redbeard. <laughs> <laughs> east coast east coast i should have just said east coast that would have been the safe yeah the safe uh, atlantic yeah. bubble yeah um yeah i mean it got us it got us through this pandemic i mean this podcast is is a pandemic uh project so uh yeah it's been it's been great so uh all i have left here we've got six minutes uh we have our speed questions so we're gonna really get to know you really fast here so just okay first question uh, first answer comes to mind coffee or tea coffee tim's or starbucks Tim's good Canadian boy. Cats or dogs? Cats. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Your Victor approves. Uh, if your life was made into a movie, who would play you? Oh, Shaq. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, Ply, Plywood's answer was Jason Momoa. So there you go. I mean, oh, uh, I'll take I'll take Jason. Can I change my answer? <laughs> no, no, you're locked in. <laughs> uh, if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah. My mom. No. Aww. That's everyone's uh, answer. Well, everyone's answer. Yeah. Oh, it's probably my mom. It's Charlie's yeah. answers too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh Victor. You're you're so well behaved until now. Come on. <laughs> Best ba- vacation. Can I change my answer to Shaq? I think it's Shaq. probably Shaq. Dinner with Shaq? Or or oh the, the actor. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> No, dinner dinner with Shaq. What was the favorite actor is not Shaq. No, 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 no. What, Shazam wasn't a favorite of yours? <laughs> Let's move on. But it these good. Uh, but. I, I'm, I don't want to shock you, but the answers to these questions aren't really that important. This is just for <laughs> Okay, because I also probably prefer dogs. So. There you go. <laughs> oh, best vacation. Best vacation, Italy. Italy. Oh, it sounds great. I want, I'd love to. Go I, thought, I thought you'd say Sunbury, but anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Close second, Thunder Bay. Um, yeah, the, the Amalfi Coast. Mm, wow. Mm. Yes. Uh, window or aisle seat? Pardon? Window or aisle seat? Have you seen my legs? <laughs> right. <laughs> Exit seat. Exit, Exit seat. Is the Exit only. So the worst thing that the airlines have done is they started charging for 
for the yes. for the exits. Have they? I oh used, no, yeah. I used to walk into mm-hmm. the airport and they'd be like, "Oh, we got an exit seat on our hands." <laughs> now I go and they're like, mm, "Should have got here earlier." Fifty dollars. That gentleman just bought it, and it's oh, like geez. some guy who's five four who just wants to stretch <laughs> yeah. his legs out. Yeah. Um, so so aisle aisle. At least you save on the neck pillow because you can just rest your chin on your own knees. <laughs> Sitting in Fair the enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Beer. Well, you're, you already answered this. Beer, wine, and liquor. You're you're a beer man. Uh, yeah. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm a night owl that has had to learn how to be an early bird mm-hmm. with kids. Welcome sure. to Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. If, if you could be someone else for a day, who would that be? Shaq. No, Shaq. bad answer. <laughs> Um, if I could be someone, I like me. I don't know. No, uh, that's, that's a perfectly like good it. answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, that's great. I don't yeah. want to be anyone else. And final question, a secret something that no one knows. It could be about you or it could be just an interesting fact in general. Um, the fact I always say that I, that I kind of like is my, my, well, I guess it's not secret then, but I, <laughs> I, only a few people know mm-hmm. my uncle used to be part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh yeah. Nice. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, that's wow, great. Wow, that is that's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of fun, right? <laughs> Very good. And he was sued he was sued by he was sued by them. Do you remember when Mario Lemieux had this whole lawsuit with the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins? Yeah. 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 I think my uncle was like number two on that. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh that that just makes the story even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little secret something. There you go. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, we'll let you get to your basketball game. We, we really appreciate it. Um, so where can folks find you online? Hit me up on Twitter and Insta. I'm not a very active social media person, but mm-hmm. that's that's where I live. You normally just find me commenting on basketball or mm-hmm. uh no but I'll, I'll always post if i'm a part of something that i you know want people to know about i'll always, you know, I'll always post about it that's great well who do you have in the playoffs uh well i all my teams are gone i had the right. clippers yeah. uh but i think i think milwaukee's gonna gonna win the final if if uh Giannis Wait, is were, were the clipper are the clippers your favorite team or you just thought they no, were gonna... the raptors are my favorite team by okay. far yes. but i just i just thought they were gonna mm-hmm. i thought okay. they were gonna do and we just need to clear that up <laughs> yeah don't don't worry yeah i'm definitely a raptors fan <laughs> that's great Thanks. and do you have anything you want to plug uh, uh, you no know, upcoming production or anything you, you... i can't yet that's right okay oh, so okay. About I, this, Al. one job <laughs> wait 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 you can't say anything about the show but at what point in the future should we be looking out for it mm-hmm. um my i i don't know officially mm-hmm. but my guess is the fall the fall nice all right. Yes. And I mean, you know, let us know and we'll try to amplify it through our channels. Uh, and, and you know, if ever you want to come back, because then we can ask you about season eight and nine questions uh, <laughs> that we would love to have you back. And there are many right. questions that could be answered for the, for those seasons. Um, I, this is the close. But how did, so how does this work? You you just you watch each show and then you talk about it. Yeah, we're an after show. So, you know, just like oh, a sports after, after show. show. So we'll 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 watch a. Uh, uh, an episode and then we'll comment on it like i'll do a, a recap we do uh, a comment yeah and, and our listeners uh, we find are watching it and with us and then listening and and do contributing. Their homework every week yeah they us. do their homework with us it's amazing it's been a lot of That's fun so we've got fun we got a yeah, little community going here with uh like like they said guys from uh, people from the states from australia uh canadians and and it's just been a lot of fun i mean it's been a great way to get through the pandemic and uh, yeah, we've built a really nice little community. So yeah. uh, very supportive. And they love Letterkenny, anything Letterkenny. Everyone's ecstatic about the new Shores, Shoresy spinoff. Oh, everyone's yeah, can't on, wait. Yeah, everyone's on pins and needles about it, like yeah. season 10 and 11 news, obviously. Uh, and Letterkenny Live. I was going to ask you this, but I don't want to get you in trouble. So if, if you can't say anything, have you been asked to, to join the Letterkenny Live? I can't say anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to get you in trouble. Anyway, we're going to play us off here with one of my favorite songs from the show. It's called That's It. That no, you know what? So that would have been so perfect. This this is true. I I considered I considered Boots Guten Boogie, but the problem there is YouTube could cancel us, like could would would bar our episode from getting posted. Uh, if because it's such a big song, right? Uh, yeah, major. So uh, I, I have to <laughs> stick to the Letter Kenny catalog, which I love. I mean, it's it's amazing music. This one's called "That's It, That's All" by We Are the City, one of my favorite tunes. Mm-hmm. 
So let this. Thanks so much, Alex. Yes, thank you so much, yeah, buddy. Really no appreciate problem, it. Wes. That was so fun. All right. Oh, you know, hope, we'll have you back. Yeah. I'll tune in. I'll tune in from here on out. Perfect. Nice. And that's all we have for this episode. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use a promo code PRODUCESTAND for 10% off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at PRODUCESTAND. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at PRODUCESTANDPOD. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go drink some puppers with our new friend, Alex. Do I hear two puppers? Can I get two puppers? Three puppers? Three puppers? Going once, going twice sold that took a lot of guts for me to do in funny there alex <laughs> on behalf of alex matt sad. victor tanya and myself have a great night <laughs>